The following has been brought to you by SJP World Media. If you ever take a trip down to Cobb County, Georgia, you better read the signs, respect the law and order, use of hard times. You'll be serving hard times. You know the big boss man will make you walk the line. You better watch out for you'll be serving hard times. I honestly thought you was just not going to say anything at all then. Just sit there and just hard face me. Hello, how are you? I'm good, mate. I'm good. What, what, was there a delay, was there, between the thing finishing and me saying that? Yeah, of about five seconds. You could have parked a bus in that gap. Really? Because to me, it literally finished and I spoke. No, well, unless we're having internet problems already, which will be... Uh, which will be typical for us but yeah there was a day anyway how are you i'm all right mate on my birthday week isn't it eh? you me happy birthday to you for yesterday and to you for last week my friends do anything for it uh yeah we went to the me and the wife went to the cinema yesterday ironically enough and you're freezing brilliant great start things got a bit funny then have you finished? Have I finished? What was I doing? You were frozen. Anyway, I went to the cinema. We went okay. to watch Knock at the Cabin with right. great wrestler turned actor Dave Batista in it. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. He's been in um, <laughs> uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah. He's in yeah. Drax. Drax, I think. Yeah, yeah. I like Batista. But I like Batista as a wrestler. I don't, watch, I don't watch a lot of movies, so... He plays a really good part of this guy. Uh, uh, a lot of the kind of a stereotype he will get, like of a big action hero. This mm. one is like a really kind of a mild mannered character, but still very kind of ominous and terrifying. The film is. I don't know whether I liked it or absolutely hated it. It was that <laughs> confusing. Um, okay. Acting wise, brilliant. Uh, Rupert Grint, who's um, um, Ron Weasley in Harry Potter, he plays a good part. Uh, Dave Batista's really good in it. But it's a an, it's a film by M. Night Shyamalan, the guy who did um, Sixth Sense and Sands okay. and The Village. So I watched it expecting a, a massive twist, as he normally does, and there was no twist. It was just it. Just, the film just plodded along and ended. And it, I was disappointed because there was no twist perhaps that was the twist you were expecting a twist and there wasn't one that's your twist i mean yeah that that is a very much a twist but yeah like i said good film i I would recommend it but i was just disappointed when it ended (laughs) you'd recommend it but you were disappointed with it yeah but that's because i was expecting (laughs) a twist just don't expect a twist and you'll love it okay 
Fair enough, mate. Fair enough. No worries. Uh, I suppose we better go on with the show, bud, haven't we, really? Because we've got I a mean, lot he's a in. wrestling podcast. Apparently so. Apparently so. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever and whenever you may be listening or watching from. This is Chain Wrestling Live with Mags and Sy, an SJP World Media production, episode 109. Lots and lots and lots. I am Sy, and with me as always is the big boss man to my at a big loss, man. I mean, why the hell are people voting for this shit? <laughs> what? Who the fuck nominated this? Ridiculous. Some- some fucking melt of a funny accent. Uh, the hangman's noose to my movement that's loose. Haha, <laughs> poo joke. A podcaster who wins polls by picking total shite because I guess the whole CWF just want to see the fucking world burn. Mr. Max, uh, the podfather himself. I mean, not, not the whole CWF. Uh, Steve-O went on a rant about definitely do not pick this match. But he did. They also like to see us tormented. Um, mm. This may be a record-breaking match in the very worst way when we get to it. Well, yes, it may well be. May, on the plus side, it was very short, so I think it's only going to it's only going to take us two sweet. minutes to cover it. <laughs> very short, <laughs> but incredibly not sweet. Uh, Magsy, before we get on to Mags v Sai, shall we have a quick run through the chat and see who has joined us at this early stage? Yes, we shall. Um, We've got Connor in, in the building. Hello, all. I'm sorry I missed last week's show. Uh, went through a, a mental episode with anxiety and whatnot. Coach Panorio, thank you for providing a comment relief. First of all, Connor, um, absolutely no problem. I'm glad we uh, uh, can provide that comment relief uh, for you. Yes. Also, um, just remember, you can. we're always here for you to reach out uh, if, you, if you're struggling. Um, people do care and uh, people are there to support you, so... Um, I hope you're feeling uh, better, and if you need to talk, you can definitely contact me or Sa or probably any of the of the CWF because uh, we're a little family and we're we're all there for each other. Exactly, mate. Exactly. I second that one hundred percent. God bless you, Connor. Yeah, and then Dan Griffin echoing the 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 same kind of thoughts as as us saying the CWF has got his back, and then shits on the rest of the CWF by saying he won't be around this week because he'd rather watch. Two mid-team table, uh, two mid-table teams, play, kicking a ball around a pitch. Yeah, I mean it's a big, big battle to sort of get tenth place, I suppose, isn't it? That extra couple of quid there, you know? those Europa League spots. I don't even think they're going to get that. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> and fanlegs, uh, no, obviously not fanly, but um, we've got Sharon in the chat saying it's Monday night. You know what that means? I mean, finally, we we get the catchphrase in. And uh, young Coffin Charlie is in the house as well. Hello, Charlie. Yeah, How are you? Spluttering, spluttering her guts up, coughing away, mm-hmm. wasn't she? Yeah, she for the attention me. seeker. <laughs> <laughs> King's Pig's Bladder in the house. Hello, sir. How are you? And then Dan Griffin, typically lying as per, uh, he's, he's about for the first bit because I'm taking a half-time shit. Classy as always, Dan. Mm. Classy. Sharon chirps back in saying Batista the actor is better. Do you know what? I I 
I would agree. I think some of his acting parts have been really, really good. Uh, his wrestling, it, I mean, he was a good big man, but it was nothing spectacular. So, mm. yeah, I agree that he's a better actor than, than a wrestler. Amazing entrance scene there. Yeah, especially when you watch Xavier Woods uh, yes. rather than Batista. Um, yeah. <laughs> Scottish Danny in the house, hello, sir. And can't believe this won the poll after DiBiase and Savage was a mask. Yeah, it's your all your own fault. You all voted the wrong way on purpose. And Dan, finish my ship. See you all in a bit. And lastly, for now, uh, Connor, quick refresher on how football works, Mr. Mags. I know I was being pedantic, Connor. I understand Come that on, spots want for a Champions League. I know. Keep up, lad. It just cost him <laughs> battling relegation. Mm, <laughs> King's big man, I feel the, the vote was rigged by the Chinese government. Well, that's what you get for shooting down their spa balloons. You get to listen to us talk absolute wet about a horrible, horrible match. Well, apparently, at some point last month, we were the 21st listened to, 21st <laughs> most listened to wrestling podcast in China. So why, why would you say <laughs> that out loud? You know China are the enemy of, of, yeah, of the West. We'll now be investigated by the FBI because we're, we're spies. We're not remember, spies. We are not spies, just for clarification. No. no I, I'd be rubbish at a spot, being a spy. Absolutely rubbish. People tell me something in secret. I'd have a couple of beers, and I'd just blab it away. So, <laughs> you remember when we had that one random listener from, like, was it Uzbekistan or something? And you did a full episode about Uzbekistan facts. I very yes. much remember that. Yes. Um, I was going through all the analytics and the stats and so on. They've never come back. So... <laughs> <laughs> Or you telling them about how great their country was. Um, it looks like my camera was unplugged, it says. Uh, brilliant. Uh, yeah, you looking like... Um, the, how, uh, tell them how great their country was made them piss off. Yeah, yeah. I, I provided... I, I didn't just provide facts about how great their country was. I felt I provided an education. Maybe that's what they didn't want. They didn't want maybe. an education. Yeah, maybe. Speaking of educating, Mr. Max, speaking of people knowing things or learning things, we're going to have the second installment, aren't we, of our new segment, Max v. Sai. Just, just in case you enjoyed the first one. <laughs> I don't don't get where the, the... The cow mooing fits into that. I can tell you exactly why there's a cow mooing. Because when I you're made blaster. That... No, well, I suppose, yeah, maybe. But no, but the reason was because when I made that jingle, I said to the, the kids and my wife, what's a funnier noise? A duck or a cow? <laughs> you're a fucking child. You're an <laughs> absolute child. And cow won. So that's why it's got a moo on it. <laughs> but... Brilliant. As a little special surprise, it is not just us this week, Mags, is it? 
It's not. We have uh, we have got a quiz, Master. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, I see what you did there. That was good. I see what you did there. My wonderful wife, my much better half, Sharon, is going to quiz master for us. And just to show how much Magsy trusts me, and also, <laughs> it also, in a roundabout way, I think is questioning your integrity, Sharon. He didn't Not send his all. questions to you until about a minute before we went live, did he? No, he did not. I have no issue with the integrity of, of, of Sharon. It's your integrity, sir, that I have I have a lot of issue with. Oh, I 100 percent ask Sharon this afternoon and she'll give me the answers to your questions. And yeah, exactly. So if I'd have sent them when you asked for him, you would have known the answers. Well, well, she would have wouldn't, because I wouldn't answers. kill him. <laughs> she just point blank told me. <laughs> he's, he's snaky. He would have like distracted you and had a quick peek. You can't and get him a phone mic. And then forgot the answers anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Scottish Danny in the chat. That is fantastic. Is she the third uh, woman? <laughs> <laughs> the famous Bobby Heenan line when Hogan strode down to the ring at Bash at the Beach. Whose side is he on? Uh, so this is going to take the format of the previous edition of Magsy side, which Magsy won. He is one up. And I feel that this is going to be a reoccurring theme. We're going to have five questions each penalty shootout style read to us by the glorious quiz master, Sharon. Uh, and you know, we're going to alternate and do exactly as we did previously, Magsy, aren't we? We are. And this week's topic is, uh, it's linked to today because, I had a look on what happened in wrestling, uh, uh, a website that tells you what happened on certain days. And today was the day that, that Shawn Michaels lost his smile and forfeited the, forfeited the title. So I thought it'd be interesting to have a, a Shawn Michaels quiz, knowing that he's your, your boy. And uh, I don't particularly like the guy, so giving you a bit of, a, a bit of an advantage there. So what you really mean is you wanted to first of all embarrass me on a topic I should know a lot about because you know I'm going to. Can you imagine if I beat you and I can't stand the task part? And secondly, you thought you would take the opportunity to, you know, be inspired by one of the saddest moments in professional wrestling history when Sean lost his smile, probably because Bret Hart was being a bully backstage again. I mean, it it was drug fueled as well. Don't forget that. Um, but no, it was just because it was a special day. <laughs> the 13th of, of February was when he gave it up. Um, so I thought it'd be interesting to just have a, a quiz about the heartbreak kid. Indeed, indeed. And we've limited it to his first run, haven't we? So from the barbershop window incident mm-hmm. through to his last match at WrestleMania 14. Yep. Uh, I suppose the only thing left to do is to dive on in. Um, Magsy gets the first question. Mags, don't you? Awesome. I mean, well, that's what you said last time. So. That's how I've written it down, to be honest. Mags first. <laughs> oh, As in, oh, hang on. Do you mean Mags gets the first question or you get the first question from Mags? No, Mags, he gets asked the first question. Okay. I've written it down wrong. <laughs> awesome. Just as professional as us then. <laughs> <laughs> you fit in well, my love. <laughs> are we ready? We are. Mr. Mags. Shawn Michaels is known as Mr. WrestleMania, but how many WrestleMania matches in his first singles run did he win? Now I'm sure uh, 
have got a similar question. Um, I think it's four. I think it's four. Is that your final answer? It is. You're very Anne Robinson. It. Would have called me an idiot afterwards and say I was the weakest link. <laughs> Well, you're wrong. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was actually two. Mm-hmm. And well, um, I, I don't want to give it away, but yeah, ah, oh, that's a good question. Thanks, mate. Mr. <laughs> Simon. Yes, indeed. Shawn Michaels defended the Intercontinental title against Razor Ramon in a ladder match at SummerSlam 1995 that almost matched their WrestleMania 10 match. Uh-huh. But who did Shawn beat to regain the title in the month before? 1995. The month before, so that'd be an in your house event. Jeff Jarrett. You are right. Oh, don't do that. That's too much suspense. Like, you're, you're going all bloody Tarrant on Millionaire and I. May you mind out which host you are. <laughs> I like the power. It's great. <laughs> well done. Great. Well done, Simon. Thank you. And I'm trying to keep track of everything. Right. Right, I'm keeping score as well. I'm keeping score. That's all right. Mr. Mags, question two. Shawn Michael re- Michaels wrestled on the very first Raw. Who against? Oh, good lord. <laughs> hmm. This is a stab in the dark. I'm going to say Duke the Dumpster Drawser. Incorrect. I am not surprised that was wrong. Is Max Moon. Oh, how did I not get that? What Friend of the show, Max Moon. Yeah. Hall of Lame inductee, Max Moon. I think he was the first one I put in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Because he's shit. <laughs> Mr. Simon. Yes. Shawn Michaels won the 1996 Royal Rumble to earn a title shot at WrestleMania 12. But who did he defend that title opportunity against at the In Your House held between the Rumble and Mania? Oh, shit. Um, I think he's got me. I'm going to... Is it? Was it Owen Hart? Is that your answer, or was that a question? Yeah, go, yeah all right, all right, fucking hell. <laughs> Pressure's on, eh? Jesus. I will go... I'll go with Owen Hart. You are correct. Oh, Flying. Do you know what? I don't... And this is, this is going to be amazing to, to think, because Sean's my guy and all that. I don't think I've ever seen that. It was... Uh, um... The lump was it on oh no, a rage in the cage? I think the 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 pay-per-view was. Okay, yeah, I've seen the, the main event. Yeah, I've seen the main event with was it Brett and Diesel? Mm-hmm. But I've not. Yeah, I'm not. I don't think I've seen the Owen match. I'm gonna go. That's what I'm doing tonight. <laughs> Let's go, Mister Max. Hello. 
Shawn Michaels stepped in for Jerry Lawler at Survivor Series 1993 and tagged with three masked men. Can you name them? I've covered this as well on uh, an episode of the, the 90s wrestling podcast and I forgot who they, who they are, but they were the King's Knights. Mm. Three may be a bit harsh. Should we say two out of three will get you a point, maybe? I'm not going to get them. I know who they are, and when you say them, it'll annoy, it'll annoy me that you've said them, but I can't. The names are just not in my head at all. So, I pass. They were the Black Knight? The Blue Knight? <laughs> No, no. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is Jeff Gaylord, Barry Horowitz, and Greg Valentine. Annoying. Annoying. Because we, we spent ages laughing at Jeff Gaylord. <laughs> oh. Mr. Simon. Yes. How many times has Shawn Michaels vacated or been stripped of a WWF title? So, just for clarification, Maxi, are we talking any title or are we talking the WWF title? We're talking any title in this run. Uh, okay. There was... I'm going to say three. Is that your final answer? I've, if I've got it right about, I think, a tag run, I'm going to say three. Incorrect. The oh, answer not is bad. five. Really? Yes. Five. Are you going to run through them, Max, or do you want me to run through them? Uh, I mean, I can. Uh, so he forfeited the RC title to Dean Douglas. Yes. Um, he, uh, he had three tag team title uh, runs that... that and ended with forfeiture or stripping the diesel uh, oh. when they couldn't work together. Um, also, diesel when they had to hand the titles back to Owen and Yokozuna, uh, and then Stone Cold Steve Austin um, when the, uh, they had a backstage brawl and uh, yeah. with Bret Hart and Sean suspended. And then obviously the WF title where he lost his smile. He's actually. Uh, forfeited a title more times than he's lost a title in in, in a match. <laughs> oh, Sean, you are a scamp. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I'm glad I didn't get that. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> there was one of them I didn't know. The, the, the second Diesel one, I totally forgot. The one where they had yeah. to hand the titles back. Both the Diesel ones, I forgot. I got the two, I got the singles and I got the Steve Austin one, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Okay. So it's 2 nil still. Yep. Question four. Mr. Mags. HBK won two Royal Rumbles. 1995 from number one and 1996 from which number? And we're going to say one either way, are we? We will accept one either way. Is it the famous 27? I'm going to go 27. Incorrect. See, I, I am not a Michael's boy. I am not a Michael's boy whatsoever. I've embarrassed myself so far. 
18, mate, he was. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll give you like 10 out of 10 for effort. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was within 10, so that could, could yeah, be yeah. A, a point. I could give you one tenth of a point. <laughs> and I would happily take that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so that's. Uh, well, I suppose that means this is unassailable, but are we going to carry on with the last couple of questions? Yeah, of course we are. You have so to. You need a result. Okay. Yeah. Right. Mr. Simon. Mm-hmm. In August of 1997, Sean and Triple H formed Degeneration X. Name all of the members of the faction between the start of the group and Sean's 1998 retirement. Well, okay, well, you got Triple H and Sean, obviously. China. Rick Rude. The New Age Outlaws didn't come into it until after he retired, did they? So I'm going to say, is that is that the four? Is that it? Or is there one randomer? Oh, oh Mike Tyson. <laughs> you are well done. Well done. I didn't know what to say then because I didn't want Max to shout at me. <laughs> <laughs> Last go around then. Right. Last go around. It is. Question five. Mr. Max. Shawn Michaels had two classic ladder matches with Razor Ramon. One at WrestleMania 10, the other at SummerSlam 95. Which was longer? I think it's the SummerSlam one. I think it's SummerSlam. So is SummerSlam. that your final answer? It is. It is, Chris. <laughs> £64,000. <laughs> you are correct. Hooray! <laughs> Salvage some dignity! <laughs> I didn't think there was that much between them until I actually looked it up. It's There's about like seven minutes. minutes. Is it? Yeah, but it, I thought yeah, it was about it was a seven. a big chunk of time. Mm. Mr. Simon, what is Shawn Michaels' WrestleMania record in his first singles run? Two wins out of six. <laughs> you are correct. Do you know who, who all the opponents were? I mean, not for any bonus points. Uh, it's for glory. Tito Santana at WrestleMania 8. Mm-hmm. Tatonka at WrestleMania 9. Mm-hmm. Razor at 10. Diesel at 11. Brett at 12. Didn't work 13. Austin at 14. Correct. Nailed it. That is insane. Sean's my guy. <laughs> so there we go. That concludes the second edition of Mags v Sai. And it's all level nine, mate. It's all level nine with a 4-1 victory this week. It's one apiece overall, buddy. This is intense shit. Well, <laughs> not, I mean, on your side, maybe, he's been the, the competitive arsehole that you are. Uh, <laughs> But no, yeah, that was fun. Uh, yeah, I'm glad I got one. I didn't want a a, a full whitewash, but yeah, that, 
I, 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 I thought you'd do that good. I really, with Sean being your guy, I thought, yeah, he'll he'll do well on these. I nearly fucked up the DX one though, because like I started thinking really strange shit, like Nicole Bass and crazy fuckers like that, and then... <laughs> or, or Tory. And, and I don't Tory. think Nicole oh, Bass was ever in it, but Tory was. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting Nicole Bass and Tory confused, but yeah. So there we go. Oof, I want to Paul, thank Paul our Bass. quizmaster, Nicole Bass. Yeah, thank yeah. you very much, and uh, we'll see you again in a fortnight, I assume. See you in a fortnight. Thank you, Sharon. Bye bye. That was good, mate. I enjoyed that. <laughs> We got to think well, of a topic for next week. Yeah, oh, yeah. I enjoyed it last week. Well, not as not as much, but <laughs> it always uh, feels better when you win. But yeah, indeed. that was fun. Yeah, indeed. No, that was good. Well, looking forward to doing it again, mate. Looking forward to doing it again. Uh, Charlie in the chat there saying, "Mummy was amazing." Yes, she was. Yep. She did very Absolutely. well. Absolutely, a brilliant quiz master. Thank you very much for for that, Sean. We'll uh, we'll see you in a fortnight. We will indeed, mate. We will indeed. I guess, Magsy, I suppose we want to just move on now and uh, check out our non-wrestling topic, do we? We do. And I've got to quickly load up the, the video. <laughs> NWT time. Oh, no wrestling talk here. It's the non-wrestling topic. Lovely. Nice. Lovely. Nice. Oh, lovely. Lovely. <laughs> Lovely indeed. Lovely indeed. And it is lovely things we are discussing, Magsy, isn't it? Sharon just saying she is back in the chat. Awesome stuff. Chat, you were fantastic. Thank you so, you so much for your heart with that. Brilliant. Thank you very, very much. Yeah. yeah, looking forward to it already in a fortnight's time. But yes, it is lovely stuff we are talking about, Magsy, isn't it? It's sequels to movies or the part twos or whatever that were better than the originals. Yeah. This Can was be- uh, this was like um um a topic that you put forward and uh, we kind of like stretched it out a little bit. So um, this is definitely going to be a, something we revisit very, very soon. But yeah, the essentially sequels that, that pissed all over the original. Indeed. Indeed. It's, it's quite, I suppose it can be quite a controversial thing because, you know, it's, it's, you're looking at different people's tastes, different people's opinions and so on. But the majority of sequels, tend to be viewed upon not as good as the first time round, I think. Yeah, you're so, right. Yeah, it's going to be quite interesting seeing what we got, mate, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Uh, and uh, we got some really good answers. Some answers that I wholeheartedly agree with. Ah, okay. Is there any that you disagree with? Or shall uh, we just wait and see? <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> Okie doke. Uh, okay, first of all, I will go through them in the order we received them, Magsy. I know that makes you happy. We have Good Cop, Bad Cop at Good Bad Wrestle on Twitter. Uh, he says here, I don't remember Malcolm 9, but Malcolm 10 was great. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, this this reminded me of a, um, a, a story that I heard a long, long time ago, uh, and it shows the ignorance of Americans. And obviously, Graham is a, is a disenfranchised Brit who now lives in America, but... There was um there was a, a film about King George the uh, Third, and it was about how he went mad from I think he, he contracted syphilis and it sent him mental. Okay. Uh, and they made a film about it, and it was called The Madness of of George the Third. But because of the way that the uh, the English rat um, the the royalty in uh, numbers, mm-hmm. it was George 
and then three R's. George so, Yeah. So um, <laughs> when it was put towards American audience for, for, for like research, they said, yeah, they enjoyed the film, but they've never seen the madness of King George one or two. You dumb motherfucker. Oh my because God. they thought it was a, 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 the, the second sequel. So it, the film got changed to just be called The Madness of King George because of idiot Americans. Oh, dear. But we do love our cousins across the pond, obviously. <laughs> uh, Graham himself, at MGB Graham on Twitter, actually responds as well, saying Rocky Four is just amazing. The Rocky mm. franchise, Matty, there's a lot going on there. Because you get the, the, is it the Creed spin-offs as well? Yep, which are real, I think they're really good. Okay, um, I don't think I've seen them. There's, they're very, uh, the reception to them seems to be very much like Marmot. They're either loved or hated. Um, I personally think they're a really refreshing kind of way to, to bring the, the, the franchise back. I mean, when you got to Rocky Five, it, it kind of got, ridiculous um but i mean rocky four is all right it's not the best of the rockies i mean it's certainly not as good as the original um oh rocky one is such a good film and then the second one is essentially the first one run back mm. um so I, I wouldn't say rocky four is a better sequel than the other rockies mm. okay you mentioned marmite there maxi <coughs> a little bit of a detour i suppose but I discovered something I really, really enjoy the other day. Sharon came back from going out for breakfast with her friends. And there was a couple of these little, you know, the little dinky pots that you get of like condiments. Okay. There was a yeah. couple on her table of Marmite. And she thought, I'll get that for Cy because he likes Marmite. And I'm the only one in the house who eats it. So she grabbed these little pots of Marmite. I'm like, they're tiny little dinky plastic. That, 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 you know, it wouldn't cover a quarter of a piece of toast. But I discovered that Marmite, when you dip a slice of pepperoni pizza in it, is the food of the gods, my friend. You you disgust me sometimes. It was lush. To the point where I said to Sharon, when you go next week, get me some more. I bet you were looking at your pizza and just looking at the, the dip and going, <laughs> I've got an idea. <laughs> yeah. so a bit of sizzle comes out of your ears. <laughs> uh, Rob, at UTT Rob on Twitter, and I 100% agree with this one. Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, was a magnificent film, great story, and an excellent performance from Ricardo Montalban. Ricardo Montalban, yeah. Yeah, that's what I said. As Khan. <laughs> <laughs> Whilst Star Trek, the motion picture, albeit visually stunning for the time, was quite boring. Now, I'm not I like my sci-fi, I like my time travel, I like all that sort of, I suppose, geeky stuff, you might say. Star Trek, never massively into it at all. Never massively got it. Um, Next Generation, I used to watch a little bit when I was a kid. That's because we had like four channels and there was no towels on, you know? But Star Trek 2, the Rafa Khan, it doesn't matter if it's a Trekkie film or not. As a standalone story, it is a fantastic movie. I'll have to take your word for it because I am not a Star Wars fan in the slightest. Star Trek, sorry, Star Trek. Trek. Apologies. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I see the the visually the they are well made films, but it's just it's just not. Um, it's not for me. Yeah, I'm not a big okay. fan. Fair enough, mate. Fair enough. Uh, Danny at Scottish Juggalo on Twitter. 
I suppose he's our resident horror expert, <laughs> I guess, isn't he? Uh, he says, Evil Dead 2 absolutely blew Evil Dead 1 away. Way better story, more jump scares, and more interesting characters. Now, there was a film on the other night that I put on, and I think it was one of the Evil Deads, and I ended up watching quite a bit of it, and I really enjoyed it. But also, mm-hmm. there's a chance it wasn't one of the Evil Deads. So Is is Evil Dead the, the one with Ash? Is the, the villain called Ash? I don't know, man. There was just a lot of dead dudes running around biting people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I haven't watched Evil Dead in so, so long. I couldn't say. I mean, I trust Danny's judgment in, yes. in this. Um, yeah, that might, I might have to go back and watch that to yeah. see whether I agree with him or not. It's one of those, again, isn't it? It's similar to when we watch wrestling of a certain age or Dan Griffin and I watch Doctor Who of a certain age. You've got to place yourself, I suppose, in that time frame. The stories, the stories are, um, they are what they are. You, you can still have great stories just in an aging setting or an aging film or aging effects. And some of these effects do look old and almost comical mm-hmm. at times, I guess. But the story is what makes it, I guess, Max, isn't it? Yeah, and and if you if you like, like you said, put yourself in in that position, you're watching this at the time it was made. This would look massively realistic so mm. it's only because uh um effects um whether that's special or or, or uh, physical effects have just gotten so much better nowadays that that um that these older films do they it, they are dated mm. but like i said st- the, the stories uh are just classic yeah yeah totally um Millwall Chris at Millwall Chris one on Twitter. Don't bother finding his tweet. It's fucking nonsense. He says he always preferred Die Hard two to the original. We'll just move on from that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow, touchy subject, mate. Uh, Anya, my daughter, Anya on Twitter. She says here, Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift is so much better than the original. Now, haven't they made about eighty seven of these films? I think the next one is Fast. 11 or maybe 10 okay. i think there's 10 or 11 of them yeah is it is it so you watch magazine uh for the first maybe five or six i did but once once it, it totally jumped the shark and uh I, I think i may have seen one of the ones with the rocking um yeah i'd i'd, I'd give it up as a as a franchise it's mm. It got ridiculous. I mean, they were driving cars across two, like the gap in between two buildings, and and I think the next one they're driving a car actually into space. Yeah, it's got ridiculous. So bit Sharknado esque, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I agree with her that um, Tokyo Drift is probably the best one of the ones that I've seen, and I, I really like the story of that with. Uh, with um, DK uh, Drift King being the b- being the batting and drifting all the way down the hill, and then the young uh, redneck—I can't even remember his name. Um, yeah, I thought that was the be- better one because Vin Diesel's only in for the last thirty seconds. Oh, okay. I've seen the first one. That's it. Is that it? Yeah. So, oh dear. So you have no thoughts on this whatsoever. no point of reference at all mate i enjoyed it it was right it's not something i'd rush out to put on again but yeah it was okay uh ja at yeah i'm all right on twitter 
he says here. And this is a really random shape. You could have given me 100 films. I'd never have thought anyone would have suggested this. But, uh, you know, it's his opinion, and I've not seen the second one, so I'm, I'm just going to take his word for it. He says, I'm going with the Beavis and Butthead films. The first was the mid-90s, then the sequel was last year. Massive gap between the two. The first was okay, but remember feeling disappointed as I loved the show. But the sequel last year was class, surprisingly great. Now, I, I enjoyed the first one, but not as much as I liked the actual the TV show. Yeah. Yeah. I was n- not a massive fan of the, the TV show. Um, I'd, I w- it'd be something I'd watch if it was on, but I wouldn't actively go out and look for it. Um, the, the first film, uh, is it Beavis and Butthead Do America? Mm-hmm. It, it was all right. Uh, not really my, my cup of tea. Uh, I do have a, a fondness for the for the soundtrack, though. The 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 song by the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Love Roll the Coffee. Oh, yeah. Brilliant song. But from every report that I've, I've, I've heard, the second one is meant to be brilliant. So I may try and... and, and watch it and uh, see if i can find a copy and, and give it a, a viewing but yeah, yeah i i will uh i will bow to to uh james's uh pick there and say i co- i couldn't say he's right or wrong hmm. yeah fair enough uh benny mac at benny mac on twitter the awesome host of in the corner on the sjp world media network with our good buddy tyler peters he says, if you only count the original Star Wars films, The Empire Strikes Back is a great sequel. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, we have at Pigs Bladders on Twitter here, King Pigs Bladders. He says, another shite actually for the Evil Dead magazine. Evil Dead was made and subsequently banned. Evil Dead 2 was made to pretty much replace the first film. Pretty much same story, but a much better film. Army of Darkness comes out years later and is a great sequel. The TV series airs and is brilliant. The reboot was such a disappointment. Just okay. Yeah, reboots do tend to suck, don't they? Yeah, um, especially when it comes to horror reboots. Mm. Um, Rob Zombie did, was it the Halloween ones? And they absolutely stunk. Um, So, yeah, again, I I don't... It's been so long since I've watched the Evil Evil Dead films that I I can't really make an opinion. But um, I'm I'm gonna have to check it out and 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 see whether uh, I agree with him. Whether uh, Evil Dead Two is better than Evil Dead One. Fair enough. Uh, Pig Spiders continues. There's been many Predator films over the years, but the first one beats all the sequels and crossover films. Mm-hmm. And then came the most recent film, Prey a prequel which has a whole new take on the origin story. It's brilliant. Breathe new life into a tired franchise. I've seen Predator quite a few times. Really enjoyed that film. I think I've seen Predator 2 like once, so I can't mm-hmm. have enjoyed it too much. Was that the was Predator 2 the one with Danny Glover? Are they in the city? I think so. I can imagine the poster and it's the, the, the big alien dude stood on like skyscrapers and shit. Yeah. I think because obviously they, they didn't get Arnie back for the sequel, did they? Um, okay. I think, he, I think Danny Glover is the, is the, the main star. Yeah. It's, I mean, stick a pin in that, in that one, uh, King's Pig's Banner, because we may be revisiting 
terrible sequels uh, pretty soon. Oh. But... Indeed, indeed, indeed. Um, another shout here from Benny Mac. He says, Aliens being Alien 2. Mm-hmm. Is that better yeah. than the first one? Yeah, I would have said so. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, they expanded so much better on the, on the story in Aliens 2. It's probably the best out of all of them, to be fair. Um, even the the, like, the the origin story, is it Prometheus, the, the origin story is called? Um, yeah, no, I yeah. agree with him. Aliens is the better of the Aliens films. Okay. Um, Dan Griffin and I looked at a 80s Doctor Who story called Earthshock for the podcast in the last week or two. Um, actually, no, we recorded it. It comes out, as as we're talking now, Magazine Live, it comes out tomorrow. So if you're listening on the audio version, it would have come out last Tuesday. But yes, it was um, recorded a couple of weeks ago. And one of the Doctor's companions has short, dark hair, this girl called Tegan. And as the show goes on, she ends up in overalls and then she ends up with a big gun and you get a massive Ripley from aliens vibes, like complete rip off of the, the, the Ripley vibes. And then when I was doing research for the show, it turns out the alien spaceship that was in this doctor who story was made up of old parts from the spaceship that was in the first aliens film. Oh, wow. Blew yeah. my mind, mate. That's interesting. Yeah. Blew my mind. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, speaking of my partner in time on the Doctor Who pod, Dan Griffin at Dan Griffin 21 on Twitter. He sends us a quick list, as he says here. We have Spider-Man 2 from 2004. <laughs> the Empire Strikes Back. So another shite for that. Rocky 4, another shite for that. The Dark Knight. Captain America, Winter Soldier. <laughs> X-Men 2. Lord of the Rings. I think I have seen two of those. <laughs> Lord, Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, is the very best uh, Lord of the Rings film. Okay. It's so damn good. It's the, the, Especially if you get the, 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 the special extended edition. It's about four hours long, but it's mm. glorious. It's Yeah, so I, I wholeheartedly agree with The Lord of the Rings, Two Towers. Um, Spider-Man 2, um, I just have a soft spot for the original um the the i thought that that was at the time it was the quintessential spider-man movie it really kind of brought spider to laugh in the in the real world so um empire Strikes Back, yeah can't go wrong with that rocky i've already made my thoughts on that the dark knight yep um it's it's so good the dark knight is such a good film um have i seen that it's yeah, surely you have. It's the the Heath Ledger Joker film. I don't think I have seen that. Sharon. Have I seen that one in the chat? Have I seen that? I, I don't know. It was it was number one on the IMDb top two hundred for so long. I don't know if it's still number okay. one, but yeah, it's it's a it's by far the best comic book movie that there's ever been. Um, Captain America with Soldier. Yep, I agree with that. Uh, with Soldier is a really good film. Um, X-Men 2. Now, I've seen it. I don't particularly remember it. I don't think it was that memorable. Um, so okay. I can't s- agree with that. But they, that's another franchise where they've they've done so many that mm. they've kind of watered watered down the, the, the franchise for me. I get that with Star Wars. And again, I'm not a big Star Wars fan. The first three movies I watched a lot when I was a kid, quite like them. I wouldn't rush out to watch them again now. Anything since it's like oh, a bit much. Do you know what I mean? 
Yeah. Well, with the with the first three Star Wars, the um, late nineties, I think it was, they brought out like a um, a special edition like box set of them. They've been all like remastered and touched up. Um, and I bought the box set, and I've never yet to this day opened or played any of those DVDs. Brilliant. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, we have more from Dan Griffin here. Uh, anyone who says Aliens or Terminator 2 over the originals are wrong. Alien and Terminator are great horror films, whilst their sequels are great action films. Can't compare them in his opinion, he says here. Well, Fair enough. We, we have with one of them, and we will. So enjoy your shit. Dan Griffin. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah. Again, this is a bit of a funny one, really, because we've got a situation here where we're looking at films, and next week, obviously, you've really you know, sort of hinted at it, Max, you're going to have something similar for next week's on Western Topic. Never really does well, because I just spend the whole time going, I've not seen that. Yeah. I mean, so. maybe what you should do is put the topic out maybe a day earlier. Yeah. Get the replies and then just binge watch all of the films. I'm far too busy a man to do any of that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do uh, like the reply that, that Dan got to, to one of his comments. Um, somebody, uh, an account called Pixel Fun, did a whole picture of, of Dan and Bret Hart. Mm-hmm. But all the, all the little tiles are Sp- uh, Spider-Man trailer frames. Which is oh, why? Amazing. That's insane. Why? Look at that. If I put it on full screen, oh, well, that made absolutely no difference. But, yeah, every single frame is a, is a picture of Spider-Man. That is insane. Yeah. That's absolutely amazing. That is brilliant. That is so good. Ah, Leader of the Optimist Club, at official AB underscore POS. Love AB. Absolute character. Top, top, top-notch person. They say... I'm going to get shit on this. However, it's my opinion. Ghostbusters 2 is better than Ghostbusters 1, and Home Alone 2 is better than Home Alone. <laughs> Home Alone 2, I agree. Okay. Lost, lost in, I mean, aside from the, the whole Donald Trump kind of advertising, I thought that it, it expanded on the shenanigans um, that, that Kevin could get up, up to. Um Ghostbusters 2, though, that it was just one massive advert for we're America and we're the best, surely. I mean, the character of Vigo, the Carpathian, that's a, a good character, but we defeat evil by uh, by bringing the Statue of Liberty to life. Mm, come on. Yeah, that is a bit much. I loved Ghostbusters, the, the original movie when I was a kid. That was like one of those films that were on VHS that I played over and over and over again. Absolutely adored it. Ghostbusters 2, I really like as well. But I don't know. I don't know what my favourite is. I like the dancing toaster. That's cool. <laughs> the, the, the the one thing that, that I, I do have an appreciation for from Ghostbusters 2 is the controlled... Um, I'm sure it's this, or I might be mistaken with a different film, but I'm sure they controlled the uh, the Statue of Liberty with a, a Nintendo joystick uh, controller. It was right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right, yeah, one of the old grey block job. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, oh, it is. It is. It's, it's a good film. I love them both. I love them both. And the tune that plays when the toaster starts dancing. 
that's a great song as well. I mean, yeah, you, you were you were, you really wanted to get that toaster over, didn't you? And I, I kind of skirted it. over it because it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's uh, not ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Don't knock my toaster. Um, <laughs> at Jimmy Evans. Sorry, at Jimmy Evans for real on Twitter. Big supporter of Nitro Nights on Twitter as well. Constantly retweeting the show. Uh, tells me he listens every week. So I really appreciate that, Jimmy. Thank you That's so, amazing. so much. And he says Terminator 2, better than the original. Absolutely, in every single way. See, I think I lean a little bit towards what Dan Griffin was saying. Because, um, don't get me wrong, Terminator 2 is an absolutely incredible film. It's amazing. But whenever I go back and watch Terminator 1, yes, it's a completely different feel to it. There's not the effects there anymore or whatever. But it does feel more... It does feel darker and a bit scarier, and and Terminator Two is a bit more kind of action based, isn't it? I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I understand the 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 thought process. They are two different genres. Mm. Uh, yeah, and they both films are absolutely amazing for the genre that they're they're in. But if you're talking a, a direct sequel to a film, I don't think Terminator One holds up at all compared to Terminator 2. It's yeah. just... Okay. If that film was released now, it would still be phenomenal. It, what yeah. what they uh, what they managed to do with that film is just... It's unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. Two little um, sort of uh, facts or whatever about Terminator 2 then. The role of the... Is it T-1000? Mm-hmm. The one that Robert can Patrick. turn itself. Yes, that's it. Yeah, um, Blackie Lawless, the main guy from Wasp, was originally thought of to be doing that role. He was apparently going to be in that role, but Arnie vetoed it because Blackie Lawless is like six foot five or something stupid like that, and he didn't want to be Sean. Sh- apparently, so <laughs> that's what I've read that numerous times from various different sources. There's no smoke about fire, but I don't know how true it is. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And Blackie Lawless never speaks to any fucker. So we're not going to find out from him. But there we go. And the second one, you know the scene where the Terminator takes over... Is it Eddie Furlong, the kid? Okay, yeah. Yeah, they t- takes over his mum. Mm-hmm. And the dad is getting the carton of milk out, and the, the Arnie, Arnie's Terminator tricks him with the name of the dog and that. Yeah. And it cuts back and he's turned his finger into a big knife and it's gone through the milk carton in the guy's mouth. Mm-hmm. When I was little, that gave me nightmares for weeks. I used to wake uh, up screaming. It, it like is that. a brutal one. And then uh, I, I don't know if it was actually in the in the um, original release, but I, I think it was on like the when the, the film was released on DVD and you got like the the extended scenes. There's a scene where the Terminator goes to check the, the dog, finds out that there, he's been tricked. And he kills the dog. Mm. Yeah. What a bastard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Robert Patrick, you absolute arsehole. Oh, yeah. What a knobhead. He was in, what was that program? Again, I keep, this is turning into like a freeway show now because I asked Sharon so many questions because I can't remember anything. But what was that program, Sharon, in the chat that we watched that had Robert Patrick in it? And that kid was really clever. And it was kind of a little bit like, I don't know, the A-Team or MacGyver, but it was modern day, and they would go around with, with a really good-looking lass in it. I can't remember what it's called, but she'll tell us in the chat in a minute, I expect. Um, Cam, at <laughs> Cam, at CamGriff92 on Twitter. He says, the Raid 2 was just 
was just as action-packed with just an epic fight scenes as the first, but had more story to it. I'm not familiar with that. Yeah, I, I, I know of the films. I've not seen them. Um, okay. So, yeah, I, I will bow to, to Cam's knowledge on that. Mm, okay. I don't think I've even heard. When he said the raid, I thought he was referring to Raiders of Lost Ark <laughs> initially. Why is that funny? I, t- <laughs> yes. I was like... You're just simple, aren't you? Just a simple human <laughs> being. <laughs> but when he, when I read it as the raid two, I was like, "Isn't that Templar Dean?" <laughs> <laughs> and then I started. I thinking, don't remember is, any epic fight scenes in uh, the Templar. <laughs> and I started thinking, "Is Templar Dean better than Raiders of Lost Ark?" Oh, oh man, it sent you off on, onto a yeah. onto a bit of a thought process. The thing is with Raiders of Lost Ark, I can remember quite a bit of it. Because one of those films that my dad watched loads, and it was always on like the Saturday afternoons and whatever. Templar Doom, I can only really remember the bit where the guy bites into the eyeball when they're having dinner because yeah. it made me wretch when I was little, you know? Do you know that there's another Indy Jones, Indiana Jones film coming out this year? Isn't he like 106? He's very, very old, but we saw the, the poster in the cinema yesterday, and it's just a close up of. of Harrison Ford with the indie hat on. Oh my goodness! Yeah. I've not seen. I've I've seen the first three of them. The one with um, Sean Connery and as his dad. That's good. That's quite funny. Yeah, that is that and the was, Last Crusade. That's it. And then there was one. And ironically, it wasn't the Last it Crusade. It was not the Last Crusade whatsoever. <laughs> and then there was one after it that apparently was a had fucking aliens in or some shit. Ridiculous! Ridiculous! And there was wasn't that. there a TV show as well called Young Indiana Jones? Oh yeah, but that's going back a bit, isn't it? That's going back yeah. to like when I was a kid. I bet. I bet this new one's like Indiana Jones and the the care home of Doom. <laughs> yeah, Indiana Jones and making sure he gets his pills right, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Time for your medication, Doctor Jones. Um, <laughs> Cam also says Kill Bill Volume Two was his preferred. I think that's yep. fair enough. Yep, I like that. Yeah, it's a good pick. Uh, Dark Knight is a film I can watch anytime and enjoy it just as much as the first, as the as his first watch. Sorry, mm-hmm. again, I've not there's, seen that. And there's there's so many little things in in the Dark Knight that you only pick up on like multiple watches. Okay, okay. Like you'll you, you'll watch a, the film and then you'll know the story and then you'll see little things that you you probably just glossed over in uh, in your first watch and you'll go oh there that was a uh, a spoiler or that was uh, that's where this storyline started to to arc off and stuff like that so yeah uh, okay maybe you'll have to check it out uh and finally on twitter we have our good buddy stevo at total stevo on twitter everybody say what time is it is Stevo, and he says this is very very difficult but i personally have a couple and asked my closest mate too so terminator 2 is probably going to pop up a lot which it has done to be fair american pie 2 more fun and they got to play around more with their characters <laughs> i think okay. american Pie 2 is that the one where jim glues his himself to a videotape and also to his own penis oh is, is that the one with band camp and this one time a band camp yeah, that happens in the first film i think oh does it okay yeah. okay right I, yeah that, those are good I, don't, I wonder if they've aged well i don't know 
Because that's the similar thing. Like, got a similar sort of vibe to them as like Ready to Rumble, which we watched last week, didn't it? Yeah, that it they're very much um, a, a snapshot of of the early two thousands. I think I might have to go back and check them out. Uh, my mate Mural said, hey, "Mural, is that right? Mural, is that even a name?" Murrell. It looks like Murrell. Yeah. Murrell. Okay. My mate Murrell. No offense to Murrell. I apologize if that, you know, I'd realized that this is a live recording and, and I'll cut it out of the audio. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'll start that again. So we look really professional. Ready? Steve continues. My mate Murrell <laughs> said, Alien. We'll look professional. Laughs. Oh, dear, dear, dear. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Uh, my mate Murrell said, Aliens. How did I forget this? Outstanding film. Mm-hmm. Um, we got more shouts here for Dark Knight and Captain America Winter Soldier and Steve-O says he also cheated and asked Google to, uh, for films he'd seen and here's one Dawn of the Dead another shout out for Dawn of the Dead or was it the Evil Dead the other one yeah it was Evil Dead yeah okay so first shout out there Magsy for Dawn of the Dead um, <laughs> again as story development outstanding work Steve-O also says, like with a lot of successful short-form sitcoms, The Office, Extras, Inbetweeners, Faulty Towers, the second series, usually the best one, as we've established the characters and the actors get to play around with them more and explore more and get more background to them. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, I think, especially those you list there, a lot of them are British, aren't they? They're English-British sitcoms and whatever, and we tend to make shorter series, don't we? So, I mean, Faulty Towers is a perfect example. They only made 12 episodes, even though it's supposed yeah. to be coming back now. So, well, just when you're settling it, in... It's the same with The Office. Uh, they made two six-episode six episode seasons and then mm. the Christmas specials. Um, so, uh, pretty much all those that uh, that Steve Wars mentioned there have really short runs. I think the in-betweeners might have three seasons altogether. Yeah, um, that's right. And then a couple of movies, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so, fair enough, I think makes a lot of sense that is all we have from twitter magsy so awesome. have you got any that spring to mind that have not already been mentioned or any that have been mentioned you want to elaborate on i mean terminator 2 definitely uh is is up there is one of the not only the best sequels of all time but the best movies of all time um lord of the rings two towers uh absolutely adore that film i'm surprised we didn't get any shouts for mad max 2 the road warrior for okay uh, that's a brilliant film and and also godfather 2 oh um, see that was the only one i could think of that i was going to put forward yeah god godfather 1 is an absolutely brilliant film don't get me wrong but yes godfather 2 is one of those films that that takes the premise of the first film and just expands it so well the 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 story arcs in that film is is so so well done so yeah i'd, I'd definitely put the godfather 2 uh, up there yeah, yeah. I think that was literally, like I said, the only one that I could really think of to put forward that we didn't already have, Godfather mm-hmm. Part 2, because that is such a good film. So, so good. And and I suppose, I, I think, I'd, and this is going to almost sound as if I shouldn't be picking it, but I, I think the Toy Story sequels should be thrown in okay. as well. And the Shrek sequels. sequels. Um even though they are cartoon films, there is a lot of like adult and humor in them. Um, and I think they, they just show the progression of how good animation got over those, those few years. Um, 
especially with Shrek. The Shrek movies are so, so good. Um, so, yeah, I'd, I'd throw in Toy Story and, and Shrek as well. I, think, oh, okay. I, think, I didn't even think of that. Our Liv loves the... Oh, my internet's gone again, has it? Am I back? Yeah, you were def- you're back, uh, but I don't know for how long. Oh, okay. I can see the little digits going back up now, so hopefully we'll return back to it. did this last week as well. It sort of dropped down a little bit and then went came back again, but it, never actually got to the point it's where it us. On Mondays, they, they they see how much internet traffic we generate for YouTube and they cut us off at the knees. Naughty, naughty. Bastards. <laughs> yeah, as I was saying. <laughs> but as I was saying, our lives loves... Um, uh, what well, Toy Story movies, but the Minions movies as well. And I think she said that the late, some of the later ones of those are better. I think I'll have to double mm-hmm. check with her, but yeah, it didn't even enter my mind. But yeah, I, I think I've seen the first one, I've not seen any of the others. Okay, they're the little yeah. yellow things, aren't they? That's right. One, yeah. of them, one of them's got one eye and they wear yeah. goggles. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and they got like really sort of ordinary person names rather than sort of cartoon yeah. names. Like it's Kevin, I think the one yeah. with one eye is called Kevin. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> oh, good stuff, man. Good stuff. Thank you so much to everybody who has tweeted into the show, messaged into the show, etc., etc., with your great movie sequels. Now, I'm sure you can take a hint to what's been discussed already, to what we might maybe be covering next week. But look out for the tweet with our non-wrestling topic for next week's show. Um Maxi, I suppose you better scan through the chat and honestly take as long as you like, mate, because I really don't want to talk about this absolute shower of shite wrestling match that won the poll. Right, so let's let's quickly run through these then. Uh, first Such of all, dick. Charlie, um, <laughs> saying what we all thought that uh, that Sharon was amazing as as the the quiz master, and uh, yeah, again, can't wait for her to to come back. She was uh, yes. she was awesome, and she's also back in the the chat um king's pig's Banner says that uh that ash is the hero of the evil dead uh um franchise so yeah i was right about that yeah it's a film i'm definitely have to go to uh revisit to to see if i agree scottish Danner, a lot of dead people that's the perfect description of evil dead <laughs> i mean I- it would be weird if there was just one dead person and it wasn't even that particularly evil Slap. Yeah, just you know, mildly grumpy, <laughs> something like that. We've got a Facebook user um, saying, "Hi, gents, popping in sale or not hundred uh, percent? So what we're staying around long? Well, um, whoever you are, hope you're feeling better soon." That could very well be our good buddy uh, Chris Goodwin, who I know has been quite poorly for a pretty long time now. He's had a few issues trying to get it sorted out and oh, well, stuff like that. So. Whether that's, good or, whether that's good win or not, first of all, to, to Facebook user, you know, hope you are feeling better soon and catch what you mm-hmm. miss on the audio version later in the week. If it, and to good win as well, I guess, you know, hopefully, yeah. mate, we'll get you back up and running soon and everything will be back to its normal uh, way. So, ah, no, Facebook user in the chat again, it's Anya. She has been in hospital. Oh, well, yes, that I mean, is true. Yes, she was in hospital. What would it have been last night? So, or night before last. So, yeah. Oh, well, again, same applause. Aren't you feeling yes, uh, yes. a lot better soon? Um, yeah. King's Pigs Banner says, uh, yeah, it, it was uh, Predator 2 in the city. I mean, that should have been the, the name. I mean, that's another sequel we could say is better Babe 2 Pig in the City. I've not seen it. 
how can you, a Gloucester born and bred person, not have seen Babe pig in the city? Why, honestly, the amount of shit you give me for coming from Gloucester just because we got a few farms around us. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And the moment I say anything about Burnley, you're like, you're, that's disgusting. That's disgusting, oh. that is. I mean, you're just, effectively, you're just a housing estate in Blackburn anyway. So, wow. You know. <laughs> well, actually, according to a tweet that uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Graham from the MGB uh, podcast uh, sent over, People think that Burnley is actually in the USA, which is very strange. So I'm going to change my allegiance to to supporting the Americans. That's quite a journey then for the Burnley football side, isn't it? When they've got like, you know, I don't know, Stockport away or something. That's quite a trek. Whoa, Stock, <laughs> Stockport away. We're well, not what, that low down. What division is Stockport in? Like the f- League Two, I think. Oh, are they? Oh, I didn't mean yeah. Stockport then. I mean, we we faced the mighty Preston recently. The mighty, hey, two-time league, well, three, four-time league champions, mate. Amazing. Yeah. And we whooped. Suck it, Arsenal. They won the league without losing the game first, all right? I mean, it was 1872. <laughs> they are the shit, inv- <laughs> and they played that four games. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> Very quickly, I wished Chris Goodwin to be feeling better soon completely forgetting that his name once again is Joshua Goodwin. And Chris Goodwin is a kid I went to school with and not the same person. So, But if he is feeling poorly, hopefully yeah. you are also feeling better yeah. soon, Chris. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> anyone I went to school with, if you're feeling poorly, you know, I hope you're feeling better soon. Apart from my old art teacher, he was a very, not very nice person. Whereas so. I like my art teacher very, very much. You did indeed. <laughs> <You> did. <laughs> anyway, let's go back to it. Uh, Sharon says, The Dark Knight is 100% agree. Absolutely amazing film. Yeah, it's even even for a comic book film, it's so damn good. And she says, you've seen bits of it, but you've not watched the whole film. Um, uh, that's the dot, isn't it? Yeah. Heath Ledger, still her favourite Joker. Um, do you know, I, th- I think Jared Leto gets a lot of grief for his, um, for his rendition of the Joker. But I actually enjoyed that version of the Joker better than he fledges. But Whoa, now okay. neither of them are as good as as um Caesar Ramirez. The hang original on hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Are you just sucking up to Sharon now because she's the quiz master and you're no, not no, absolutely not. <laughs> oh yeah she she does like Jared Lau. Yeah, yeah, Jared Lau's, it was a sh- yeah he got all the flat he deserved it was shit that that job. <laughs> no I honestly think he he got a lot of grief for that suicide squad um version of the joke but i thought that the character work was so damn good i enjoyed it i really enjoyed it but it was the best character in that film okay um i like Charlie's... jack nicholson yeah it's all right it's not it's only because i haven't seen here the others <laughs> <laughs> so you've got no comparison whatsoever you'd like that one because it's the only one yeah pretty much mate all oh, that guy who did it in like the 60s yeah that's who i said caesar ramirez oh is that him is it from the tv show with the purple suit and that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I saw a picture of him the other day. Um, and, he, you know, he, like obviously the Joker paints his face up and all that sort of stuff. That yeah. fucker had a moustache and yeah. didn't shave it off. He would just paint yeah. over his moustache. Painted his moustache, yeah. <laughs> That's brilliant. Just classic. Absolutely mm. classic. Charlie says uh, uh, the, uh, the need to watch more Captain America films. Um, and Sharon says, I've seen them, which is cruel. Um <laughs> But yes, you do need to watch. Uh, and then, oh, look at this. Just this loving moment. I want to watch them with you, and we will. 
There we oh, go. So, so uh, just so heartwarming. Um, Sharon says Scorpion. Now that ah, was, uh, that's the TV show, the, the, that, the Robert yeah. Patrick show. Yeah, that was all right. That was for a little bit, and then they cancelled it. I remember him uh, in another role, and I'm sure it was Sparkids. I think it was Sparkids that he was in. He was in X Files. He was in X Files. Yeah, when it was when, shit. Um, yeah, at the last couple of seasons when Mulder. Yeah. Some weird shit happened to him. He disappeared or something. I don't know. And then he came back for the movies. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Cam says, evening CWF, late in, but I've only just got the little ones to, to sleep. And Sharon uh, says, you missed uh, her quiz master, <laughs> master debut, which you'll have to go back and listen to or rewatch this once, uh, once it's finished airing. There we go. Um, Sharon says, King Bob is, is, is her fave. So I'm minions. assuming that's one of the minions. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Cam says they call Kevin Stewart and Bob. Is Kevin the one with one eye and the massive like goggle? I don't know. I'm sure they'll let us know. Uh, no way, Sharon. We'll need to get it on the podcast. Uh, and yeah, the confirmation that it was Anya. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. again, Anya. Um, hope you're feeling better uh, very, yes. very soon. And Sharon says she loved Jared's Joker, but Heath was just epic. Yeah, it, it was. I mean, I'm not taking anything away from Heath's performance, but I just thought that Jared uh, just it was. I just for the for the amount of scenes he was in, he he just captivated me. Um, I have actually watched the the standalone Joker film recently as well with uh, is it Joaquin Phoenix as as the Joker? Um, that's a brilliant performance. Absolutely yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Okay. So really I've seen adverts for that and clips of that, and I thought that does look quite good. Yeah. Well, it's on uh, Netflix, so get it watched. I will definitely do that. When you pay double again next month. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's the, the chat all caught up with. Oh, fuck's sake. Shall we just I end suppose. the show now? I yeah. think we should just end the show now. Yeah. I don't know why you're saying it. Like You put this crap forward. I, I, I do these things. And then I regret these things afterwards. And this is mm. something I, I I held off watching it on purpose because I knew how dog shit it was. Brilliant. <sighs> and it didn't, it hasn't aged well no. at all. Shall we Shall just we get, get it out get of the way? a bit of wrestling, like, sir. Uh, let's get ready to say how reluctant the world is for us to cover this the universe throwing out signals i've lost my notes you know <laughs> i mean it's not like you need many notes of what did the match go I, I find i sadly i find them um <laughs> the winner of the poll meaning effectively we are the losers in life is the undertaker versus the boss man wrestlemania 15 hell in a cell match why do you people do this? Why? Why why this is why can't we just have nice things? <laughs> <laughs> why must they torment us? Oh dear, okay. Um the whole storyline is based around a burning teddy bear or some shit, Mags. What, what I don't know what's going on. It was it was based about around the Undertaker wanting to take over the WWF and he was going through uh the McMahon family um 
he he was kind of stalking the McMahon family, mm. uh, threatening the McMahon family. And when Vince uh, tried to um, man up, I suppose, and 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 uh, put Undertaker in his place, uh, Undertaker started to go to his house and uh, um, attempted to break in. Um, this all would eventually lead later on down the line to the Undertaker kidnapping Stephanie and the whole um, the whole dark marriage and the whole higher power and uh, it was me Austin all along. Um, yeah, but you watch the build up to this match. We don't. We're not at that stage yet. I mean, to me, no, oh, no, story. absolutely. I, I mean, what I'm getting at is it had a fairly decent end. But this part of it was, it was just horrific. But surely, surely WrestleMania and Hell in a Cell should be the end of the feud. This, uh, I have, I have several, before we even get to the wrestling, I have several issues with this match. First of all, it's heel versus heel, because at this time, uh, Bossman was, uh, he was the security for Vince McMahon, who was a heel. That's the question I was going to ask you, Maxie. Who's the babyface here? There is no babyface. So a Hell in a Cell match for me doesn't work if there isn't no. a babyface. So that straight away is two black marks against this this uh, this match. And then you just mentioned it. This is WrestleMania. This is where big stories culminate and and finish, and then. The roar after WrestleMania is where we get the roll on for for what's going to happen uh, uh, in the next year. So this should have been like the the final boss of this storyline. That yes. person is not Big Boss Man. Big Boss Man is he's a secondary <laughs> character. As much as uh, Ray Trailer the the wrestler was a great hand, he's not a WrestleMania level opponent for for a, a storyline. And certainly not a WrestleMania level pouring in the in the core main event match. This was the match before the the the, the title match. Yeah, it just it's it's it starts off on a bad run. So the only way to save this match is for the action to be good, and it absolutely shits the bed because. For me, I mean, we we know about Undertaker's um, Hell in a Cell matches with Shawn Michaels, an absolute classic. The match with Mankind, an absolute classic. There was no way that this match was ever going to live up to them because you had two wrestlers who who were so similar in the way that they they wrestle that you had you had no one for big spots. You had no uh, pace in the match. You had no uh, half flying. It didn't need the Hell in a Cell. It was absolutely no point. And obviously, we now know the reason why they have it in a cell because of the the finish. Um, but yeah, it just it didn't need to happen this match. Oh, dear me. Uh, the, the burning of the teddy bear as well. Mm. Did you watch the build-up package to this? I did, yeah. Right. Now, everything you've spoken about there, the the ministry, the, the corporate ministry, and it was me, Austin, all along, and all that, you know, the wedding with Stephanie, and all that sort of stuff happens after this match, right? So they've obviously, they put together this video package, as they do, 
and normally do very, very well for the WWF to promote the match that's coming up and remind you of the storylines and all that sort of stuff. This, I watched the build-up to this, and I'm thinking, why are these two even... Is it just because I'm taking so far to a teddy? I don't, what's going on? You know, because then there was one moment where you saw Shane and Vince panicking because the Undertaker was supposed to be at their house, mm-hmm. and there was no out phone. But then the Undertaker wasn't there anyway, apparently. No, he he was in. The, he was pretending to be Kane. He was. He was indeed. It's just, oh, it's just bollocks. Although I think those <laughs> happened on separate weeks. I think, right? Uh, okay. Yeah, um, because they'd they'd ask Kane to protect Vince, and it ended up being that it that it was. It was the Undertaker had it as 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 Kane. Yeah, it's a, it's very ridiculous and convoluted, but mm. it just oh it just felt that this whole WrestleMania was was the man show. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll ask you about that. Actually, I've got a note here to to ask a question about this. Whenever I go back and watch anything from WrestleMania 15, which is very very rare to be honest. I mean, there may be hidden gems there that I've missed out on. I don't know. But whenever I go back and watch anything for WrestleMania 15 for the purpose of any podcasts or research or whatever, it doesn't feel special. I mean, you can dive into pretty much any WrestleMania from any era and, you know, there's only 40 of them now. And it will, whether it's the the arena or the stadiums now, I guess, um, the layout, the lighting, the the, the, the new ring gear people are wearing even down to in the early days just the commentators wearing tuxedos or whatever something about it makes it feel special this mm-hmm. just feels like it could have been and it's effectively just a, a raw at, at, at best it's a b-level pay-per-view yeah it's in it a, doesn't a, feel like a big deal it's in a small arena as well i think it's only a, what a twenty thousand seater uh, arena which that's minuscule for a wrestlemania mm. Um, yeah, especially in 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 this era when when wrestling was 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 so hot. Yeah, yeah, and and then you talked about um, our ring gear being special. The Undertaker's ring gear is fucking atrocious, absolutely atrocious. I am not a fan of it at all. The whole kind of um, S and M undertaker logo where you're seeing a little bit of his of his chest oh come on taker yeah that's stupid satanic silly beard he's sporting that fucking beard that beard what a client oh dear um the ministry theme though that's that's a good entrance theme that's a bit of a banger yeah i think that was this the first time he'd he'd used it as well i don't know i think so a little bit uh but yeah it's all right it's that yeah Mm. Um, so the match starts the guys are in the cell and the first thing I notice is potentially for the very well maybe the only time in a head in a cell match the crowd is absolutely dead you get the, the, the standard two guys standing across the ring from each other or sometimes guys will just start brawling straight away if it's a heated rivalry or whatever mm-hmm. but there's normally a reaction from the crowd whether they're standing across the ring from each other just staring or they stop they don't give two shits this audience no. they are silent mm-hmm. they're that silent that halfway through the match you can actually hear paul bearer uh saying yeah. to undertaker whoop his ass yeah you can hear uh them calling spots mm. at a wrestlemania you can hear him calling spots yeah he's, he's 
this was the core main event, people. This wasn't in the middle of the card. This wasn't the Kurt Jerker. This was to set up uh, the crowd for the main event. And this was a this was a piss break. It's as simple and clear as that. Uh, the match begins, and it's what we refer to on this show and on Nitro Nights as punchy, kicky bullshit. Mm-hmm. Is a phrase that I sort of use quite often because that's all it is. It is literally just punchy, kicky bullshit. Um, until the boss man, and this I suppose, this I suppose shows how dire the action here is. The fact that I've made a note when we get the big boss man using a netbreaker because at that point it was a fucking highlight. It's just a swinging net breaker, you know, in a hell in a cell match. That shouldn't be something that stands out to me. The, I know for the first few minutes, it's just punches in the corner. Mm. I mean, it's just a wrestling match. You don't need the cage. I mean, you do need the cage, uh, for the, for the finish, but every, every other aspect of this match didn't need the cage. No. And I suppose they tried to incorporate the cage, with the handcuffs, which which worked like a chocolate fire guard, because <laughs> they were the shittiest, cheapest handcuffs that, that that you could ever get. First of all, Bossman struggled to even lock it against the uh, uh, on the cage, and Undertaker had to basically just stand there and just let him do it. And then the the moment he took a shot and 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 fell to the ground, I'm assuming his arm was meant to stay hung up. The yeah, the chain, <laughs> the chain on the on the handcuffs just gave way, so there was absolutely zero point to that spot whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, just before we get the handcuffs moment, we get the Undertaker throwing the boss man into the cage, but it's so springy, it's like I mean, he must. It's like it's hitting like a trampoline. It's like, well, I used to, when I was when I was sixteen, seventeen, uh, probably up to about twenty. I worked as a salesperson in in a furniture store. And when the manager used to go out for on like a Wednesday afternoon doing deliveries, me and the other young lad who worked there would put mattresses, big double mattresses up against the walls and just run into them for fun. Cause you could just bounce off them and go flying for fun. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Cause it was, it was so springy. We'd line the back wall of the warehouse up with mattresses and just run at them and jump. And you just bounce off them. That's what the big boss man looked like he was doing here, bouncing off a freaking mattress. And you was 20 at this time. Yeah. Yeah. 18, 19, maybe 20. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I agree with you. It, it, it was it was so it was comically springy. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Um, with the handcuffs moment, then the boss man's got his nightstick, which which he'd uh, wedged in the cage for yes. to to collect later on. Yes, when he hits Taker with the nightstick in the head, and Taker goes down, and the cage breaks. It's WCW levels of terribleness when you see the blading it's the most i I can't believe first of all that this happened on a wwf show it was the undertaker and it was wrestlemania it might as well just have a big neon sign above his head saying look what i'm doing here (laughs) and then the amount of blood that came out it was not worth him doing it whatsoever because it was the tiniest trickle of blood it was like a nosebleed with a blood Mm -hmm. (laughs) it was it was um the Undertaker is obviously three now because of the you know plasticine handcuffs, <laughs> and <laughs> and he goes and fetches a chair to absolutely zero reaction. The crowd just don't care that there's a chair involved now. No you don't care. The handcuffs came out. No, one no one's shit. interested whatsoever. Oh dear. Um, 
they then go back in the ring after the Undertaker swings the chair once or twice and, and so on. And we get the Undertaker doing the old school, as they call it, mm-hmm. the, the walking across the rope. But yep. Bossman crotches him. And then we go back into more punchy, kicky stuff, a few clotheslines. So <laughs> what, what we've just seen... Not. Yeah, because what we've just seen... Yeah, yeah well, we're bouncing the um, Bossman into the stood-up mattress and the plasticine handcuffs falling apart and the nightstick being used. That's all we're going to use to sell for during the match. That's mm-hmm. it. So it's completely pointless from bell to bell, this being in a cell. It is a yeah. waste of the gimmick. It's only for the post-match spot. That's the only yeah. reason it was in a cell. I mean, we may as well just get to I mean, After the old school is countered, um, the Undertaker hits the boss man with a low blow, attempts a tombstone, boss man kind of gets out of it. They run into the buckles a couple of times, which apparently is is, is set up to a WrestleMania finish in this era. I don't fucking know. <laughs> and, <laughs> That's the and go then, home. <laughs> yeah, and then The Undertaker hits a tombstone for, for, for the three count and wins the match. So that is the wrestling match itself. So that is, I guess, what we will be marking out of 10 in a few moments, yeah. Magsy. So but, it, it was less than 10 minutes and at least... Four of those minutes were the Undertaker and Bossman being worn out and tired. Yeah, yeah, it was. was, This was on a WrestleMania in the core main event in probably the outside the world title, the biggest storyline that WWF had going on at the time, and the hottest period in wrestling as well. Yeah, and Bossman is is the main opponent for WrestleMania for the Undertaker. I don't, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't. This is where, uh, as much as I love the the McMahon Austin uh, uh, story arc, that the McMahons were in so many uh, of of WF stories at the time. They had the fingers in so many pies that they they were spread way too thin. I mean, they managed to get to to get some semblance of order out of it at the end, but. When you're headed into your big show of the year, the the reset for for all your uh, stories going uh, heading into the the next WrestleMania, yeah, this was just. There's a reason why this is one of the the worst five WrestleManias in in history. Without a doubt, without a doubt. So I mean, I suppose the whole McMahon family drama is a soap opera. It's it's what they were going for at the time. And this is prime uh, Russo era WWE booking. It's WWF booking, isn't it? Sorry. So I suppose we can kind of see that the McMahon storylines and, and the soap opera aspect being down to that potentially. But Vince is the one who okays it all at the end of the day. So yep. McMahon, yeah. sorry, not Russo, of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, Magazine, do you want to talk us through what happens afterwards then? So, yeah. Um, uh, after the 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 win, uh, the Undertaker um, is focusing on the top of the cage, um, and in a, a segment that takes way too long. And I understand the logistics of it. Um, uh, the there was a lot of moving parts of this segment, but this just drags out, uh, and the boss man has to ham it up uh, with uh, with being uh, knocked out from that single. Um, tombstone, uh, but we get the brood uh, stinging it down to the to the the roof of the cage. Um, so we've got Gangrel, Edge, and Christian uh, dropping on the on the the wires to the top of the cage. They rip a, a big hole 
in the in the center, and then they thread a rope through the through the the roof of the cage, tie it to the frame of the of the of the cell. So this is why it had to be a hell in a cell match because they needed the frame of the cell to to take the weight of this rope. Because on the end of this rope, there's a a big old hangman's noose. Um, and that hangman's noose is wrapped around the throat of Bossman. Uh, and then we get Paul Bearer overacting as he presses the button to oh, raise God. the the cell. Uh, and we have the visual of someone being hung, like legitimately hung. Um, now, obviously, he didn't get hung, and you can quite clearly see that there is a wire linked to a, a, a body harness because it lifts all of uh, Bossman's uh, ring gear up at, at the back of his neck. Um, but it's the visual of, of hanging someone on the biggest show of the year that the crowd get to watch someone being hung. I mean, that's, it's just who, I mean, Vince McMahon, obviously, but who proposed this as this will be a good spot? Bro, bro. It's ridiculous. And then I've, I've, um, I've uh, seen interviews with, uh, with edge uh, uh, way after this. And he said, when, um, they were being lifted back up uh, on the on the wires from the top of the cage. Uh, his wires got stuck, and he was actually almost nearly <laughs> crushed between the cage and the and the and the stadium lights. So it almost it caught, yeah, he's just hanging there. He's yeah. just they, they all go back and Gangrel corners. are gone, and he's there just hanging in midair. All, the brood all go back to their corners, reattach themselves to their cables, and then make this pose. And they mm-hmm. all get zipped up to the air. Edge goes up a few yards and stops. And then the hard cam, but somebody must have been sc- screaming in the headset somewhere. Just zoom in, cut it. Stop, I the hard yeah. Cam. Yeah. Cut, to, cut to camera too. Because <laughs> the hard cam adjusts so you can't see Edge just sort of hanging there going, oh shit, oh shit. <laughs> so so you have this visual of, of Bossman and, and props to Bossman. He he actually makes it look pretty realistic. He's, he's able to like make his face go all purple and stuff like that. But you've got Michael Cole on commentary. He must have, if he said, oh, God. is this symbolic? Once he said it a thousand times. And whilst you're there witnessing what looks like the killing of a of a man, he throws to uh, a video package showing the WrestleMania Rage Party with absolutely no no thought of the the safety of Bossman whatsoever. And then after that package, they welcome Jim Ross back uh, as if as if the last match had never happened. No comment about Bossman. Just they just didn't give a shit like the crowd which again is just i mean i've got a couple of issues with this i mean first of all the match was shite so from a wrestling standpoint it's shite the the build-up the story and so on is all wrong as 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 you said mags it should be a blow-off and so on it's mania it's this that the other but it's not it's just a stepping stone on its way to something else so that's Mm -hmm. all wrong the crowd don't give a shit either the competitors in the match are not well suited to be in this. Every single step is wrong. Now, you then get to the finish, 
tombstone the guy two or three times to make him lie there that long for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. I, I have a little bit of a think because you're making him look ridiculous. You then have the aspect that the cell wasn't necessary at all from bell to bell. Then the whole hanging aspect, even that looks like, I mean, boss man did his best and fair play to the guy, but it looked like shit. Yeah. Edge got stuck. You know, it's just, and, and you got to remember as well, they run these little vignettes all the time. Don't they have, don't try this at home. I wonder if there was ever a situation where some young kid put uh, the cord from his dressing gown around his brother's neck or something. Cause he saw this fucking shit. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Oh, can you imagine the lawsuits? Um, it it shows how much the the WWE regret this match. That whenever they mention um, Undertaker's streak or is is Hell in a Cell matches, this is never ever brought up. No, no. Well, he killed the man, Magsy. That's what you're saying. <laughs> he killed the dude. Do you know what he, I mean? He killed the territory. <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, so then I, I don't know how you want to go about this because the whole point of this was for that shitty horrible visual at the end that left a bad t- taste in everyone's mouth but normally we review bell to bell but i suppose it is part of it out of 10 mags oh just terrible match terrible wrestling um, the only point to the cage was the the spot at the end, which didn't go well, didn't look well. was a was a bad on every single metric. Uh, the 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 fat didn't have uh, the um, the gravitas of a wrestling match. It was heel versus heel, which doesn't work at all in this situation. Bossman was not a, a wrestler on the level of a of an Undertaker opponent. There's no redeemable qualities about this match whatsoever. They mess up the, the, the blading. They mess up the spot with the, the, um, handcuffs. I said at the beginning of the show, this may be a record breaker and this is going to be my first negative score. I'm going to give this negative. I'm going to give it negative five. Fuck it. Negative five. Negative five. Oh my goodness. That makes it the worst match we've looked at. (laughs) And and I I contemplated. Well, I, I looked over the the ye olde spreadsheet that we've we've never updated in so long at some of the terrible scores that we've given some matches. Mm. I would happily go back and watch Sting versus Meng at Bash at the Beach than this. Mm. And what did we give that a two? Wasn't it or something like that? A two. Yeah. Mm. Okay, I didn't even consider the possibility of negative numbers, but I hated this that much. I'll give it that zero. I, I don't disagree. So it's, it was just, an awful pick and sure. whoever put this forward is an absolute tosser. Do you think? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear me. Shall we have a quick run through the chat magazine, see people's opinions in there, or shall we jump straight to our links and, uh, I mean, we, we could go through the, the chat just to refresh the palate, I suppose. Um, <laughs> so, um, Cam says, uh, that was excellent. I, f- I think he's, um, um, it means the Jared's joke and then, and, and the heave. Uh, what are your thoughts of the second one being in a musical with Lady Gaga? Oh, no, wait. Am I talking about the rat thing there? Um, I have no idea. I've got no idea. 
And Cam says he actually bought him for this and he doesn't know why because Boss Man is doing his head in watching natural. <laughs> <laughs> But thank Sharon, you for joining us on Nights for Nights, Cam. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and Sharon voted for it as well because she just wanted to see the world burn. Oh. Um, he also brilliant in the House of Gucci. I've not seen that. Um, King's Pigs Badder didn't vote for it, but he had to put up with Good it man. just the same. Um, so he says <laughs> it was mine and Cam, Cam's fault. Um Fantastic in American Horror Story. I assume we're on about... I mean, this is just seems to be a chat between Cam and your good lady uh, about Lady Gaga. It does. Um, which is way more entertaining than this match ever was. Um, yeah. But Scottish Danny says, this is almost the boss man's worst mania uh, outing. I would say it's the second worst match. No, would I say... No, actually, I would put this over... Uh, as the worst than the giant Gonzalez, because at least that's corny enough that there's some enjoyment in it that it's so ridiculous. There's no redeemable factor about this boss man versus Undertaker match. So I'd say that this is a worse match because um, the because the two wrestlers are better than this. The Undertaker yeah, obviously yeah. Is, is a better wrestler uh, than than um, Giant Gonzalez, but Bossman was a good worker. Mm-hmm. Bossman knew how to wrestle. Um, Jack Gonzalez didn't know how to wrestle. He was there just for the spectacle. So this should have been a, a better match than it was. So I would put this as worse than than uh, Jack Gonzalez's Undertaker. I would want to pitch a quick question to Scottish Danny, actually, if you're still in the chat, my friend. He says there, this is almost Bossman's worst Mania rating. What's Bossman? What, did Bossman have a worse match than this at Mania? I mean, yeah, let us know. I mean, yeah, what are you thinking of? How man? could Bossman have a worse match than this? Mm. Mm. Anyway, King's Pigs Ladder says, mm, this is, um, well, great. It's not great. It's <laughs> terrible. Uh, Graham from Good Cop, Bad Cop, late after Liverpool game and Marty, but just wanted to say hi before I headed back to the start. Oh, thank you very much. Hello. We always appreciate you. Um, and then Cam says, got to build up better viewing for next week. Gilberg. Well, we'll see what picks are put forward. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So I've got two picks in mind. Mm-hmm. I don't really know which way I'm going yet. I'm intrigued to see which way you go. Okay. So, so what have you got for us, Magsy? Oh, rats. This was actually the first televised singles match between Bossman and The Undertaker, even though they kind of like danced around the same wrestling scene for for quite a while, they'd never been on a televised, um, never been in a televised singles match with with each other, which I thought was actually really, really shocking. Um, And it made me think of other like wrestling first matches that you would have thought that had happened before which takes me to a match that I've put forward on this show and it got rejected. And I'm actually really disappointed it got rejected because I think it's ironically one of the, the funniest wrestling matches you will ever watch. So that's Hogan versus Shawn Michaels at uh, SummerSlam 2005. They had never had a singles match before that match. But because these douchebags 
make us watch terrible matches. I'm not put, pitching that forward. I'm pitching uh, a match that was in the build-up to, to that match um, from actually backlash a couple of months before the SummerSlam where Hogan and Shawn Michaels teamed up to face Davari and Mohammed Hassan. So that's the match I'm going with. I don't remember the match, um, but that's the one I'm going with. Hogan and Shawn Michaels facing uh, Mohammed Hassan and Davari. And what event was that, sorry? Backlash 2005. Backlash. Okay, so Hogan, okay, Hogan, HBK, Damari versus and Mohamed Hassan. Interesting. I don't really remember that either. No. Hmm. It was in I Hogan's like one, that, that little run he did at, uh, hmm. in 2000, like mid-2005. Yeah, I remember Hogan coming back at WrestleMania and kicking Mohamed Hassan's ass because he was mm-hmm. bullying Eugene because he's and that, an America yeah exactly when you know real American hit and all that I, I'm not gonna lie I, I marked out to that moment I was like 11 years old again that was cool so it was you're out and Brilliant. then Hogan um, <laughs> and then, oh, yeah and then the bell out to ring uh, I'm gonna go I suppose I mean you've got an aging legend there haven't you in Hulk Hogan in your match and it's a tag match as well evergreen I'd call him evergreen would you really? You'd be fucking lying. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, you got a, a old guy in a tag match there, I suppose, on a pay-per-view. So I'm going to do the same thing. And if people want to watch shit, if people want crap, I'll give you crap. How's about that? Okay? So going up against Shawn Michaels and Hulk Hogan versus Davari and Mohamed Hassan is this. I'm using the link of the arena. Because I love doing that. I like going back and seeing what else has happened in that particular building. And this was the first union union center, sorry, put my teeth in, in Philadelphia. The Survivor Series event of 2006 was also held there. Around this time, there was a group of wrestlers who I know Scottish Danny will get a little bit of a grin about when I mention them. And that is the Spirit Squad. And the Spirit Squad, in a 4-on-4 Survivor Series elimination match, took on a team of WWE legends that consisted of Dusty Runtz, Ric Flair, Ron Simmons, and Sergeant Slaughter, with Arn Anderson in their corner. So going up against Magsy's pick this week, I would like to revisit that Survivor Series 4-on-4 match of the Spirit Squad taking on Team WWE legends, Dusty Rhodes, Ric Flair, Ron Simmons, and Sergeant Slaughter. I mean, we we must think so similar. It's 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 uncanny. I was looking for a way to link to the Spirit Squad for, from this episode, but I you really? Yeah, wow. I couldn't find a way to do it. Why was that? Did the Spirit Squad just pop in your head to this week for some reason? I don't know what it was, um, but I, it, it was just yeah. It was just I thought we haven't watched any Spirit Squad oh. matches. Um, yeah, that's really weird. Really, like, that freaky. That, mm. So those are your options on the poll. That will be out later in the week. Make sure you vote, retweet, and all that good stuff. Um, yeah, that's it then, Maxi, I suppose. Brings us to the conclusion of this week's show. Unless we've got anything else in the chat that's popped up. King's B- Pig's Bladder says, we want a Fanaki night. Now, 
that would be a stretch of a link to get to Fanaki from either the Spirit Squad or Hogg and Shawn Michaels versus Davarian and Hassan, but I'm mm. sure we can try. Both of us put up a Fanaki match. But if we do that, we're going to upset Cam Griffin because he's been asking for a Gilbert match for like what seems forever. Unless there's the a hidden Gilbert versus Fanaki match. Or even better, them teaming up to take on somebody else. (laughs) (laughs) It might be worth a scroll in the the, the WWE archives to see if that actually happened. (laughs) And we get the most like ridiculous stretched out link possible to try and make it from one to the other. And then it's a a 10 star classic. Yes, it might well be. It might well be. It's going to be better than the shit we watched this week. Um, (laughs) That, That was fucking gash. It Absolutely was terrible. It was. I nearly said that was awesome then because Pig's Bladders has just put awesome in the chat and I read that halfway <laughs> through speaking and that's just the way my mind works. <laughs> uh, Magsy, where can people find you online, my friend? They can't because Fair I enough. am not there anymore, but I am down here at Podfather Mags. I've been doing some retweeting and, and, and the like, or I'm on TikTok at Mags All Pods, uh, so you can find me there. Awesome stuff. Uh, the best place to, find, well, first of all, my Twitter handle is at SJP Words, if anyone's interested. But more importantly than that is to follow the network itself at SJP World Media, where you'll find, obviously, this show, the audio version as well. And then all the other great shows we have there with all the brilliant hosts we have. There's far too much to list. Modern wrestling, nostalgia, TV, all sorts of great stuff. Go and check it out. I think there's a, something, a little bit of something for one. So there's that. But most importantly, even more so than that, you can follow this show on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and that TikTok thingamy at chain underscore wrestling. It's at chain underscore wrestling. And also jump on the merch store. It's on our Twitter handles. It's on all over the social media for the network shows. And it will be tagged in the description of this episode as well when this goes on to your podcast players. And have a little look. There's new shirts there for Nitro Nights. There's new shirts for the Doctor Who pod, all sorts of stuff. Just go and have a little look. See what you think. Give us some feedback. And maybe treat yourself to something nice. Absolutely. There we go. Okay. Magsy, that's it then, mate. I'm off now to go and watch Shawn Michaels versus Owen Hart because I don't think I've seen it and I'm quite surprised. And I'm off to bleach my eyes from watching this lot of shit. <laughs> Goodbye. See you next week, my friend. It's a hard act, man.